Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. You know our trusted partner, TireRack.com, for their fast, free shipping, free road hazard protection, convenient installation options, and their great selection of best tires, like the highly consumer-rated Yokohama Avid Ascend LX. But did you know they sell other automotive products? Wheels, brakes, suspension, just to name a few. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card... Right this way. It's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. The Volume. This is Straight Fire with Jason McIntyre. What is up, Straight Fire fam? It's me, Jason McIntyre. Straight Fire for Thursday. February 1st, got a great interview today with a Lakers beat writer. You're going to love it, even if you don't like the Lakers, because um, <laughs> well, if you don't like the Lakers, it's probably better, as things are not going great for the Lake Show, LeBron, uh, Dar- Dar- LeBron beefing with Darvin Ham. You got some social media nonsense happening. The, it sounds like Austin Reeves is on the market. I don't love that. We'll get into it. Um, but before that, we just got to quickly address what went down in Seattle with a bit of a surprise, at least to me. Yesterday, we talked on the pod when Washington got stiff-armed by Ben Johnson of the Lions. It seemed logical that, okay, well, Mike McDonald is a more than capable consolation prize, defensive mastermind, really shut down um, the Niners, the Dolphins, the Texans. Those offenses were all from the Shanahan tree. They thrived all season. McDonald's defense shut them down. And even really bottled up Patrick Mahomes in the AFC title game. The offense for the Ravens just couldn't do anything. So McDonald, although he's young, 36, you know, I, I think that would have been a great, great hire. Well, Seattle goes out, decides Dan Quinn is not our guy, and they go out and get McDonald. And that is just devastating. If I'm a Washington Commanders fan, they are the last team without a head coach. That is not great. You got the new ownership. You got some talent. You got the number two pick. And everybody said no. According to, who is this? Uh, ESPN. There were nine candidates that Seattle interviewed. Um, New York Giants offensive coordinator Mike Kafka. Raiders DC Patrick Graham. Cowboys DC Dan Quinn, who a lot of people thought would get it. Um, The DC of the Carolina Panthers. Ben Johnson and McDonald. Um. All those had in-person interviews, um, got to the second level. I'm a little surprised that this did not go to Dan Quinn. So now you have to wonder, does Washington say, you know what, Dan Quinn's from the division. The Cowboys have been a top, I don't know, seven, eight defense the last two or three years. The familiarity he has with the Cowboys, with the Giants, with the Eagles, that will certainly help. Like, 
I, he could be a, a hit, but is he like a, like a great coach that you think, okay, that's our guy. We got him for the next five to ten years. We're going to build something. I don't know, man. I You know, I know he did well in Atlanta when he had Matt Ryan, and maybe he does that with Drake May. Dan Quinn not would not excite me. But again, you know, there's something positive about winning 10 games to get to the playoffs as opposed to Washington, which doesn't really get to the playoffs and definitely doesn't win games in the playoffs. So tough spot for uh, D.C. Now, I, I'll say this. Um, the new ownership can certainly look at Drake May and say, well, if he's our guy, then we should target this coach. And if they say, no, I think we'd like Jaden Daniels, well, then maybe you target a different kind of coach. But bottom line is you got to get a coach that can grow with whoever you deem the better QB. Now, I think most people I've seen, I have Drake May ahead of Daniels. Um, Daniel Jeremiah does as well. Kuiper had Daniels ahead of May. Um, I haven't seen anyone else with that. Again, Daniels is kind of a Johnny-come-lately. He was good at Arizona State and really popped this year as a dual-threat quarterback. I just I wonder if there are limitations to the dual-threat quarterbacks. And you want a quarterback capable of running like Patrick Mahomes and Justin Herbert, but you don't want one who really likes to run like Lamar Jackson because when you get to the playoffs, they can nullify you, i.e. Cam Newton in the Super Bowl. And yes, to those coming here looking for Cam Newton, crumbs. Yes, thanks for tagging me in his latest post, guys. Yes, I saw he has Brock Purdy ranked as the 10th best player on the Niners. I... I not going to get in. I, I don't really care about that today. Maybe tomorrow, perhaps. But first, let's get to our guest, Jovan Buha of The Athletic. You know a guy. Jason likes to think he knows everything when it comes to sports. I know what sports fans want. But for everything he doesn't, he knows a guy who does. Let's just say I know a guy who knows a guy who knows another guy. All right, let's welcome back to Straight Fire, uh, Lakers beat writer who's just blowing up. He's everywhere. Uh, he's on the Hoops Tonight podcast here on The Volume. He's at The Athletic. Jovan Buha, how you doing, my man? I know you're recovering from an injury, but uh, how's everything going? Everything's going well. I, I just got out of the boot last week, so that's been some good news. Uh, on the Lakers front, things are interesting, <laughs> to say the least. We, we have cryptic tweets before games. We have cryptic tweets after games. Uh, the, the, they're the soap opera that just never stops giving us content. Yeah, it's good. Uh, I will say this. LeBron's not being cryptic. He's just being straightforward well, about yeah. how unhappy he is. <laughs> um, I don't know. Do you feel like an iciness between him and Darvin Ham right now? A little bit. Uh, I, I thought it flew under the radar a little bit after the, the Houston loss, but he had a, a quote about the defense. One of the, the key talking points in the locker room, the last, few games has been defensive communication and guys just not being on the same page and uh, really basic, you know, simple stuff. And LeBron had had a quote about, you know, it's not just about our game plan. It's about being able to read and react and adjust within games and guys understanding what we should be doing in games. And, and when we are making changes, making sure everyone's aware and acknowledging those changes and on some level, that was kind of a shot at his teammates, but I also took it as a bit of a shot at the coaching staff and, and maybe the way that they're delivering some of these messages. And um, you know, I I reported it with with my colleague, um, you know, Shams Sharania earlier in the month of just there's been this disconnect within the locker room, and I think it's become pretty public. Like uh, I, I just went back and found 
So for context, like Christian Wood tweets, LOL, 20 minutes before the game. If you look at his Twitter, like he tweets every two to three months. He's not an active Twitter user. Uh, So about 30 30 minutes before the tip off, there's the starting lineup announcement. Uh, Jackson Hayes starts over Christian Wood, despite Christian being the backup center. Jackson's the third string center. uh, 80s out. And then Christian tweets, LOL. After the game, we ask him about it. He said he meant to quote tweet something. And accidentally just tweeted LOL. But I went back through his Twitter and the day that Jason Kidd came out and said Christian Wood wasn't going to be starting for Dallas and that he was going to be coming off the bench as their backup center, Christian Wood tweeted LOL. So this is this is a pattern here. Uh, He was clearly frustrated. Then a couple questions later, he says, well, I'm only playing like 14, 15 minutes a game, but if I was playing more, I could contribute more. You have Jared Vanderbilt talking about the Lakers needing to start games with a more defensive lineup, basically hinting he should be in the starting lineup. Like it's just been a mess oh, and and guys are calling out the, the coaches with, with passive aggressive comments. They're, they're calling out the lineups. They're calling out the rotations. And this has been ongoing for several weeks now. And it, it's really, it's come to the point where guys have, have gone to social media uh, aside from just telling it to us in the locker room. It's weird that they could have won the in-season tournament. The celebrations were wild, you know, first in-season champs. And now here we are like, what, um, six weeks later? And it's like the, the, the trade everyone. Uh, nobody's untouchable except for, well, I guess, Anthony Davis. I, I saw the ringer had a piece on LeBron getting traded, which is silly. We kind of dismissed it yesterday. I am curious. The one guy I don't want to trade and I know no Lakers fan want to see him gone, is Austin Reeves. Where are you on Reeves? I don't feel like his struggles have been as bad as they're being made out, but I don't know. You're seeing him on a nightly basis, and uh, what are you hearing on Reeves? I think his struggles have been overblown. I I do think there was this expectation that he was going to take a gigantic leap and continue his ascension at a linear rate, and and that obviously hasn't happened. Um, I, I do think there's an element of if you just go through the the course of the season, him and D'Angelo Russell kind of have yo-yoed between one of them playing well and one of them not playing as well. That was part of the reason why Austin Reeves got benched at the beginning of the season. Uh, but but from that point on, you know, D'Lo was the one who started off stronger, but then around the in-season tournament, D'Angelo Russell started struggling. He eventually got benched in December. And then Austin, then they were both coming off the bench for a, a portion. Then Austin gets back in the starting lineup. So, so from that stretch of like mid December through mid January, Austin was playing pretty well, and he was basically putting up the same numbers he was putting up last season once he started. And and you know the the guy that everyone was talking about as the the number three option, and you know the the, the guy who played well for Team USA. Uh, but then D'Angelo returned to the starting lineup, and since then it's been the opposite, where Austin has been a little bit quieter. He's struggled a bit, and D'Angelo has been the the guy who's been more than number three. So I really think it's it's more of a matter of both guys are just at the best, you know, at best when they have the ball in their hands. And the Lakers have been prioritizing D'Angelo. I think in part there's some trade value aspect to that, but um, you know he has played well and and he deserves credit for that. But uh, you know I continue to hear that the Lakers have no interest in trading Austin Reeves. I've heard it's got to be a clear cut All Star. Or it's got to be like a a mega deal where they're overhauling the roster, bringing in several high quality players, and it's just like a no brainer that yeah you know it's it's worth putting him in that. But aside from one of those two types of deals, uh, like they're not gonna 
put him in a DeJounte Murray deal, for no. example, or Zach Levine, or no. one of these guys who's like a fringe to you know sub all-star level. If Laurie Markkinen's available, if if oh. Pascal Siakam had been uh, available for the Lakers, and to be clear, like Laurie Markkinen, they don't have enough to get a guy like that. But you know, if Donovan Mitchell it becomes available and and well, you know, the Lakers get in that bidding, then yeah, Austin Reeves is someone they'd consider putting on the table. But if it's just we're we're you know getting this marginal upgrade, or even if it's a substantial upgrade. But you know the, the contract and and uh, you know injuries and, and different things that they're, they're factoring in, like they they value Austin very highly. So um, it, I think if if one of the two is traded in the backcourt, it, it's still going to be D'Angelo, despite his uptick in play recently. Um, this idea that the Lakers have to pay like a tax to make any trade, it kind of feels when I when I see these reports, and again, you don't know what to believe when you read this stuff, but it almost feels like every single team that is talking to the Lakers wants to bend them over a barrel and say, Oh yeah, you guys have LeBron. You, you have to do this or he's going to be pissed and you're going to, you guys are going to miss the playoffs, blah, blah, blah. So we want both picks, both players. And we'll give you like, you know, DeJounte Marie, Jeremy Grant, whatever. And, and that leads me to believe that maybe the Lakers don't do anything here leading up to the deadline. And they just stand pat and say, you know what? We'll keep our powder dry till the summer, nothing irrational. And that's when we'll go big game hunting. If that's even possible. I think there's a possibility with that. I, I, at the same time, I just look at this skid that they've been on, and you mentioned the in-season tournament. They're ten and sixteen since winning the tournament. Uh, they're eighteenth in offense, they're twenty-first in defense, and they're twenty-second in net rating overall. So this current group, like, I think if you had seen a little bit more consistency, you could maybe make the case that like th- their their peaks are high enough to you know if, if we can just settle on a rotation, settle on a starting lineup. And once we pass the trade deadline, it's like, hey, you guys are all here. Like, let's just lock in and go on a run. I just, I think they were kind of, they had that opportunity in January. They just had a stretch where they were in LA for 11 of 13 games. And they basically went 500 over that stretch. And and that was their chance to pad their record, get back higher up in the play and mix and make up some of the ground that they lost in December, and they couldn't do it. So to me, um, I, I think if they don't make a move and, and if they punt on the season, that's opening up some larger questions of just like, are you giving up on the LeBron AD era? And are, are you potentially going in a different direction this summer? Because as currently constructed, I think it's aside from the 7-0 and stretch and, and winning the in-season tournament and, and a couple of random wins here and there like it's difficult to make the case that this group has enough to win a championship or, or even get out of the first round right like mm. i think right now it, the, the most realistic outcome to me would would be this team probably is, is a playing team they get the seven or eight seed and they lose in the first round and and mm. maybe they get an advantageous matchup they, they went around losing the second round but like still that's not what your your that's not what your goal is as the lakers that's not what your goal is as a LeBron team, you're trying to win a championship. You made the conference finals last year. Anything less than that is a failure. Uh, mm-hmm. So I think as constructed, that there are some clear holes on this roster. They, they don't have enough shooting. They don't have enough perimeter defense. Uh, some of the lineup stuff has been questionable. Um, so I, I think if there's a way to, like, again, I think DeJounte Murray, to me, checks some boxes of just speed, athleticism, I think it's a it's a more natural fit with him and Austin in that backcourt. Um, if you could get 
maybe not him, but if you could get like a Dorian Finney Smith or or one of those three and D wings that that guy can start move Torian Prince to the bench just makes a lot more sense to me. So that there are, you know, bigger moves they can make, smaller moves they can make, but I, I think they got to shake something up because this group right now, as we've seen over the last few weeks, it's kind of checked out and they're they're not all on the same page. They're they're not playing well. And I think if you just leave it as is, you're going to continue to get the same result, which is basically a 500 team that is probably going to go nowhere in April. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. You put it off long enough, it's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Bridgestone Tires. Ship fast and free to a recommended installer near you. Or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. Doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin to see their Bridgestone test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews, and be sure to check out all their current special offers. Great tires, great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take DC. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The counter to that would be, well, this is basically this, not the same, but very similar top eight players that they had last year going into the playoffs when they got lucky to beat Minnesota in the play-in. It was a super close game. And then they dispatched the Grizzlies. Things broke their way due to injuries. And then they wipe away the Warriors. And boom, you're in the conference finals. And I know you lost, but it was the eventual champs who basically steamrolled everyone. So I don't know. How how much longer can we play that? Well, they've got LeBron and AD. Just get to the playoffs and they'll figure it out. Can we can we play that card or is it just no? There's no chance. That's not. They're not doing that again. I think the card's still playable just because you look at the in season tournament and how dominant they were, and and that was that's really been the the only like you know at stakes or, or something at clearly at stake with with, with the money and um, 
just the 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 pride of winning that tournament and, and it was a playoff like atmosphere like i was at that that lakers suns game right before they went to vegas and and that felt like a yeah first round like game 6 game 7 just the 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 uh you know the level of physicality the the level of intensity both teams really wanted that game and you know a trip to vegas was on the line money was on the line and you saw with with, with those types of stakes, the Lakers rose to the occasion. And you kind of saw it last year, again, after the trade deadline, when it was like they had a number of we want to win. Um, you know, I, I believe it was like 18 of their last 25 games. They wanted to close the season out that way. And they, they got close. They, they weren't exactly there, but they had this yeah. clear goal of if we could win this many games, we'll, we'll be the seven seed. You know, hopefully the bracket breaks in our favor. It did end up breaking in their favor and, and they made that run. But I think with this group, you just haven't seen like I just wrote about it. Like they they haven't had a streak longer than four games in either direction in terms of a winning streak or a losing streak. Like they've just hovered around 500 all year. And the crazy thing is, this is the healthiest LeBron and AD have ever yeah. been together. And you can make a case they're both still top ten guys. They both should be all NBA like second team guys. And the fact that this team is in the playing tournament with those guys healthy and playing this way, uh, to, to me, it's an indictment more on the roster and on the coaching and, and, you know, the, the, just the supporting cast, not rising to the level that they should be playing at, but also the coaching staff, not putting them in a position to do so. And yeah. you mentioned going on a run. Well, part of that was Jared Vanderbilt as the starting wing, locking up perimeter guys. That's right. He's played a much smaller role this season. And another, another part of it was Rui Hachimura as this consistent closer. And uh, he had some big moments in the playoffs for them. And Indeed. he's also played a smaller role. So I think it's on paper, it's the same cast, but I, th I think some of the guys have been used in different ways. Mm -hmm. And that's also been where some of this frustration has come from because this team championed its continuity over the summer. And yet when you actually look at how they've been deployed this season, it hasn't been like a group building off of last season. It's almost been an entirely new strategy. Um, okay, so looking big picture at the league, I know the trade deadline usually like nothing happens. I had to look this up. Last year, ahead of the deadline, Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving were both traded. I believe that's correct, right? Yeah. Okay. Are we getting, do you think, any remotely anything remotely close to big names like that on the move here ahead of this deadline. I guess the primary guys would probably be, well, I don't know if Gordon Hayward's primary anymore. He's nowhere near Kevin KD or Kyrie, but Zach Levine, who I I'm higher on than most. Um, I guess Alex Caruso, you can toss him in there. Um, Lori Markin and maybe, but it, I, we're not going to see anything near Durant or Kyrie, right? I don't think so. I, I think the, the, maybe it, it seems like they're, they're more inclined to trade Wiggins. Okay. Although I, I don't know what his value exactly would be with the type of season that he's had. Um, I, I think there had been some Donovan Mitchell buzz earlier in the season, but Cleveland has turned things around yeah. and played much better. So it, it feels like they're going to just try and go on a run and convince him to stay rather and you know potentially risk losing him this offseason. But um, that was one. Uh, I mean, the Jimmy Butler situation with Miami is kind of interesting. Well, what's that situation? Um, well, just Miami's struggling. And, you know, do, do they decide to pull the plug and go in a different direction? Like, that? that's kind of... Um, no way. Have you heard that? I, no, no. I, I, I 
want to be clear in that. I just uh, looking at that situation, like it, it feels like it's going south fast. And if that continues in the next week, they, like, I thought it, they it, just got Rogier. They did. Uh, so I, I, I'm just kind of thinking of like what situations wow. could potentially happen. Um, if I had to bet, I, I would say like Dejounte Murray is probably the, the biggest name. Uh, Zach Levine is another one. What about uh, as I said, Trey Young? I think Atlanta is going to try and make it work with him, and, and that, that's partly more? why I think Couldn't they, they want more for Trey though. For sure, I don't know what. For sure, but, they, you um, know. but but Trey is a really polarizing guy. Where I think he might actually have more value to Atlanta right now than he would uh, across the league because mm. his perception as like a teammate and a locker room guy isn't great. Um, so I, oh. I think, yeah, I mean, I, I think that there's been some of that of, of just guys haven't exactly loved playing with him. Um, and just, I mean, there's also just the element of the way he plays. He, he is so ball dominant that, is, yeah. uh, so, and it hasn't necessarily had the same winning as you've seen in, in other places. Like it's a little bit easier to do that with, with James Harden when he's making several conference finals, his team is constantly winning 50 it's plus fair. games, et cetera. So I, I would, I, I do think it's going to be a little bit more of a quiet deadline uh in turn like i think there's gonna be a lot of deals as we see every year there's always like 12 to 16 deals and those like two days leading up to the the deadline but in terms of actual big names it feels like this summer is probably more of when you'll see that and that's another calculation for the lakers is if they don't trade their first round pick they could trade three picks on draft night so you could see them get involved if donovan mitchell let's say cleveland loses in the first round donovan mitchell wants out like Lakers could come with a package of here's three first round picks. Here's Austin Reeve plus matching whatever salary filler we got to get to Donovan's mm. number. And here's, you know, they have upwards of four pick swaps. They, they have several second round picks that are valuable. Like Lakers could, could get involved for a star this summer. Okay. Hold but on. Okay. You're, you're, you said you're kind of punching Mitchell. on the rest of the season yeah. though. You said Mitchell's a star and I would agree uh, in name. Sure. I think a lot of it has to do with what his rookie year or second year. He took the jazz to like the second round of the playoffs. Um, and let's be clear. I like Donovan Mitchell. I'm a big fan of his work. I, I do feel like the narrative around him and correct me if I'm, if you disagree, is a little bigger than his production on the court. He doesn't play a whole lot of defense. He is kind of ball centric. And let's be real. He lost essentially head to head against Jalen Brunson the last two years with the Knicks and then the Mavs. And, and remember, Luca missed, I think, two or three games in that series. So I, and didn't uh, the Jazz. Um, I, th I think they had another meltdown in the West one year. I, I like yeah. I like Mitchell. A they, lot, they melted down against the Clippers. Clippers. That's what when, it was. When Kawhi it, it went was like out after Paul George lost. went out or something. Yeah. Kawhi. Yeah. Oh, after it was Kawhi. Even, went even out. worse. Yes, <laughs> yeah, exactly. And it's like. I don't know, man. I, you give that's a lot to give up for Mitchell. Like, is he? Well, I, I, be real. I think is it, he that much better than Austin Reeves? I think so. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, well, and the other thing with Austin is his defense has slipped a bit this season, and, and that was one of the things that um, I, I think differentiated him from some of these scoring guards that you would compare him to. Uh, was that he he was kind of doing the gritty work. And and he would dive on the ground for loose balls and take charges and um, crash, you know, the, the, the defensive glass and stuff. And I, I think he started to do some of that more. Um, I, I really think Team USA took more of a toll on him than people realized, and just mm. the physicality of it, and and not really having a proper off season. I think it set him back a bit in a way that's had a ripple effect throughout the season. But I think Donovan Mitchell, I almost view it as like 
an upgrade on the version. Like Bradley Beal to me, like could be a number two option, but really ideally you want him as like the number three as Phoenix has him. And I kind of see Donovan Mitchell in that same way where like he could be a number two in the right situation, but you put him as a number three next to LeBron and AD. I think that's like a perfect ideal slotting for him. Okay. And you know, I I know we're talking Lakers. I obviously covered Lakers, but like, even if it's another situation where he goes in as the number three, maybe he's the number two offensively, but kind of just like the number three or number 2.5 in the pecking order. That to me is like, he's almost overqualified for that. But you see when a Chris Bosh is a number three or a Kevin Love or like some of these guys that they've been the guy before, but they haven't necessarily had the, the results and the success that you would want as the lead guy. If you take that step back to like be a number three, even if you're a bit overqualified for that, if you're willing to sacrifice for winning, I think mm-hmm. he could be great in that role. So, okay, uh, again, I, I, Lakers, totally. Lakers to me are, are an obvious destination just because of it, it, it's L.A. It's the Lakers. They have LeBron. They have AD. But e- even in a different situation, I think like if you could find a way to make him your number three, that's like that, that's amazing. Okay, so if if you if it's cool making Beal a three. Right. Uh, if it's cool making Donovan Mitchell three, why isn't it cool with making Zach Levine a three? Now, I know the contract is massive and onerous, but if you were somehow to say, hey, Rui, D'Angelo Russell, the two picks, maybe that doesn't get it done for the Bulls. But if the Bulls have nothing else, I would assume they'll do it I, again. I know Levine's not a one. I don't know that he's a two. He doesn't play a ton of defense, but as a catch and shoot guy, as a three point marksman, you're telling me this Lakers offense, which I believe is like 28th, 29th in the league, you said earlier, you told me they couldn't use him big time? I've I've grown more open to the Zach Levine deal over time. I think really the, the two big things for them are contract, which again, uh, he, he's making between 40 and 50 million yeah, over the next few years, which is just, you're basically, like it, it's hard to build depth and, and quality rotation guys around these three-star builds. So you're basically saying like, and they were just in that situation with Russell Westbrook, where because of having LeBron, AD, and Russell Westbrook, they they just had a bunch of minimum guys. And it was like, maybe you get the one mid-level guy and you have to, you, you have to hit a home run with that signing. Otherwise, it's like that, that team, the 2021-22 season, where they didn't even make the play-in. With, yeah. with with despite having three guys who on paper were all all star level guys because just the depth was so bad around them. Uh, but I I think with with Zach it's the contract and it's the injury history. That's the other thing. Like he he's been injured this season. He he's had several knee surgeries, and for them I, I think to give up potentially an Austin Reeves, but let, let's just say they're able to keep him. Uh, yeah. But even if they're giving up, you know, D'Lo Rui. And, and a pick and and maybe a swap or second round picks, whatever. Like, I, I just think th- it just doesn't reach a certain level for them where, where they're comfortable with, with giving that up for the potential downside of, let's say LeBron leaves this summer. Let's say he retires this summer. Now all of a sudden we have <laughs> AD and Zach Levine and like, w- what is that getting us? Mm-hmm. And, um, and you, you still have Austin Reeves, I guess, in this scenario, but I, I think for, I, and, and I'd re- initially reported like they have had more interest in a potential DeMar DeRozan deal, a potential Alex Caruso deal, mm. potentially both of them together. Uh, DeRozan is an impending free agent. Caruso's got 
a partial guarantee next year. Of course, you're going to guarantee his contract. He's making $10 million. Like that's a steal. Um, so if, if there's a way to, to make one of those two work, uh, but again, you mentioned the Lakers tax. And like one thing I'd heard uh, a couple months ago in, in reporting some of this stuff was like, Chicago doesn't really want to help the Lakers. And, and there is that sentiment of like, um, you know, going back now, we're going back, what, 16 years when even longer, uh, when the, the Lakers traded for Pau Gasol mm. and the league wide reaction to that of they're in this weird situation where Kobe wasn't happy. It was kind of a middling team. And you know, Greg Popovich really spoke out uh, against Memphis giving Pau Gasol to the Lakers for, for that yeah. package. And since then, th th there's kind of been this, we don't really want to help the Lakers out. Um, and, and no one wants to be the team that gift wraps the Lakers a championship or saves the season. And it, it's unfair that they kind of have to deal with that. But um, I, so I think you're up. being naive if, if you don't acknowledge that of like, there are just a lot of teams that don't like the Lakers and, and don't want to help them out. And um it, you know, part of it's the, the 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 brand and the the perception that they you know get all the stars and and this and that and and LeBron and like like it's just there is a, a level of um, disdain for the Lakers. Yeah. I, I think that you know doesn't exist necessarily for like the Clippers no. or the Heat yeah. or some of these other teams. So uh, I think that that's something that they have to deal with, and it's part of the gift and the curse. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. You put it off long enough, it's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Continental Tires. Ship fast and free to a recommended installer near you, or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. Doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin to see their Continental test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews, and be sure to check out all their current special offers. Great tires, great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take DC. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so... There's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to, to change their tune. 
I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Looking for a super offer for Super Bowl 58? DraftKings Sportsbook has you covered. New customers can bet on the big game and turn 5 bucks into 200 instantly in bonus bets. The line opened with San Francisco as a short favorite in the rematch from uh, the 2020 Super Bowl. Very excited. If you listen to the pod, you know which way I'm leaning. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code STRAIGHTFIRE. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get 200 instantly in bonus bets. Only on DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of Super Bowl 58. With code STRAIGHTFIRE, the crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. 467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas. 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash football for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. I guess my view would be like, boy, if I'm the Chicago freaking Bulls, I can't remember the last time they won a playoff series. Hey, guys, I know you don't want to help the Lakers, but you know what? We got to help ourselves. (laughs) And uh, if this is going to get us a couple swaps and like maybe the Lakers do some other side deals and I don't know, let's just say they get five second round picks and then they give the Bulls a bunch of second rounds in addition to whatever picks and and players like I got to help my team. I can't worry about it. I got to do what's best for me. Now, I don't know that the Bulls would do that. The, the worst part you said is LeBron, and let, let's go there real quick. Let's say LeBron leaves this offseason. My guess, and feel free to disagree, he's going to go to wherever his son gets picked up. Now, Bronny has probably played not at the level of a first-round pick, but maybe somebody rolls the dice because they want LeBron in town. I don't know if somebody rolls the dice in the second round just because they want LeBron because there is a lot to go with that. LeBron's going to instantly come in, and he's not going to be like a backseat driver. You know this. Um, he's going to want control. Does that mean Bronny probably just ends up with the Lakers? Uh, I think there's a chance he ends up with the Lakers, depending on how the the rest of his season plays out and and how his draft stock plays out. Um, I, I've heard in conversations with people that that middle part of the draft, once you get outside like the top twenty, it always is. It, it it just varies so much team to team that like you can make the case the 21st guy on you know for for team x is guy 45 for team y and, and there's just such a a variance in those you know late first into beginning to middle of the second round so um i i, I do think there will be teams that have interest in taking brawny as a late first round pick just because of the name and you're, you're going to get even if LeBron doesn't come, just the Bronny attention is going to be at a certain level where there's going to be. You think there's a scenario where LeBron would not go with Bronny? I think so. Um, oh, yeah. So I, I would say if if you go back to go back to the second round, they're playing the Warriors. Bronny commits to USC. 
and LeBron gets asked about it. He's he's thrilled. He's um, you know he, he's talking about how proud he is a, a, as a father, and um, it, the, the sentiment kind of gets brought up again about him playing with Bronny, and he says uh, essentially, you know, for that's my dream, but I don't know if that's his dream. And, <laughs> and as and you know, he's my son, and I, I have to honor it. Um, so. I took that as like we haven't heard the brawny side of this situation, right? We've all, because he was in high school and, and now at USC, he dealt with the the heart situation, and um, you know he, he's hasn't been doing much media, but I, I took it more as like Le- LeBron has been, of course, as a father, you're going to want to play with your son, you're, yeah. you're going to want to be there for his opening night and, and help shepherd him into the NBA world and, and kind of show him the ropes, but. I think about like Austin Rivers and and how it was for him being coached by his dad. It's a different situation, right. coaching, you know, the, the coach's son narrative and all that stuff that comes with that. That starts when you're like a little kid. Um, it, it's just the favoritism with like the coach's son. But I, I think LeBron joining Bronny, I, if you know, if if my dad wanted to play on on the team with me, like I don't know how I'd feel about that, right? Like I, I think that's just a, hmm. a typical father son dynamic. So I I, I wouldn't. I think LeBron wants to be on the same floor as him at a minimum, and, and just the, you know, the history that would come with that, the moment of sharing the floor with his son, how special and iconic that would be. I don't know if he's necessarily married to, if Ronnie gets drafted by OKC, I'm going to OKC or or Indiana or Cleve, uh, Cleveland again, um, or Orlando <laughs> or wherever, wherever. Yeah, P- yeah. Pick yeah. your random NBA city in, in a smaller market. Like I, I don't. I don't see LeBron necessarily doing that. Now, I think a lot depends on how this Lakers situation plays out. Again, are they aggressive at the deadline? Like, how does the season end? Um, how is he feeling about the direction of the organization? And then you you potentially have him either staying in LA, him going where Bronny is, or him potentially going somewhere else to try and win a championship. Um, like, th- there's been that Dallas rumor that's been out there forever. Um, but well, well, what's the you, Dallas? Well, when, like when Dallas was trying to trade for or. What when uh, the Lakers are trying to trade for Kyrie, and then oh, Dallas, right, right, right. Dallas was like, "Oh, well, we'll trade for LeBron." And um, you know, the, Dallas has been a, a a team that's been thrown out there, but I, I don't know about that. I, I just think LeBron's getting to a, a point, and he, he had the tweet with, with the hourglass. Like, there's only so much time left in his career, and yeah. he wants to win championships. That's really the only thing left for him to do is to continue to rack up championships. And if the Lakers aren't going to put him in that position, I think that opens up potentially a different conversation, but we are what, a, a few days or oh, about a week from the trade deadline. We'll see what happens. We'll see how the rest of the season plays out. But um, I think that this is really interesting because we're getting to a point now where it's going to be the end of LeBron's sixth season in LA. And you can make a case. He really only had a chance to win in two of those six seasons. And he did win in one of them. Yeah. Uh, mm. But you know, maybe three. I guess that twenty twenty one season, AD goes down. Like they were up in that series. I, uh, I think they would have beat Phoenix. They would have beat yes, healthy. Yes. And then that was it. Remember, that was a Phoenix team that made the finals. So theoretically, like the, the Lakers would have had a shot to at least go on a finals run. I don't know if they beat Milwaukee. Milwaukee, you know, Giannis was at a crazy level that season. But you can make. I mean, even three of the six years, like that's not great. Well, like, with LeBron and AD, you should be. In contention every single season, True, and they have but, had injuries, but 
part of it's been the roster. I think that's undeniable. Yeah. At the same time, though, um, he's 39 or 40. 39. Okay. Well, wasn't Jordan 39 and like flailing with the Wizards at like 20 points a game and like LeBron, like the idea that, you know, LeBron structured his deal so he could be a free agent to join his son wherever led me to believe he was just going there. Now, the weird part is he's still at what, like 24, 7 and 7. That's not like some, you know, ring chaser, right? That's like a kind of guy who, you know, if you get him, he's probably starting and the offense is like maybe running through him if you're the Washington Wizards. I don't know. I can definitely see uh, a, a, an attention-starved team who's just a laughingstock Detroit, Washington, saying, sure, we'll take Bronny. And oh, by the way, TNT, ESPN, can you throw us a couple early games in your rotation? Because we got Bronny and maybe LeBron. Oh, sure. Yeah. You know, you, uh, don't you think that's like remotely possible? Yeah. No, no, I I agree. I'm, I'm not saying I'm not entirely dismissing the, the notion. I, I just think. I guess I I would push back and and say I don't think it's as concrete as some people have made it out to be. That that would be my my counter. Um, I guess last question. Uh, we'll wrap up on this. I, I know we said like it's gonna be tough for the Lakers to make moves in the West, but Minnesota's first, and I think they have a lot of questions heading into the postseason as they have the last couple of years. Um, obviously Denver's loaded, but like OKC hasn't proven anything in the playoffs yet. Clippers, we know the injury potential. Kings, eh. Suns are still trying to find their groove. I'm just saying, in a hypothetical where Jokic is injured or Jamal Murray goes down, is isn't the West kind of wide open? Yeah, um, I I think right now the the two teams I have the most confidence in in the West are Denver, of course, mm-hmm. reigning champs, Jokic, best player in the world, and the Clippers. I, I think the Clippers have, have really turned things around. Now, the injury history, yeah, and the franchise history, like okay. at this point. You kind of assume something's going to go wrong with the Clippers until it doesn't, <laughs> and and we'll see if if like if they stay healthy, I would not be surprised at all if if they won the West or or even won the title. Um, outside of that, like I I was very high on on Phoenix entering the season. They they obviously dealt with a lot of injuries. It, it's taken a bit for them to round into form, but I, I just think that level of offense in a seven-game series is going to be really difficult to game plan for, really difficult to stop. And in, in a lot of series, they're going to have the two best players in KD and Booker. Mm. And I just think, or at least two of the three, and I think anytime you can say that, you you have a legit... I mean, that's that's been the Lakers' case for for a lot of these series too. Um, so that that's why, to me, if I'm the Lakers, I, I go... I'm aggressive at the deadline. I try to improve the roster as much as possible because if I get Minnesota or OKC in round one, I think I could beat them. I think I could beat like they've already they're two and one against OKC this season. Uh, they're zero and two against Minnesota, but both games were close. One game was no LeBron, and they were still close, yeah. and both were in Minnesota. Uh, so yeah. I, I think they look at those matchups as like we could beat either one of those teams even without home court advantage similar to how we beat memphis in round 1 last season so it's kind of a, a crapshoot though because if you're looking at the top of the west like the top 4 is kind of locked in it's just a matter of seeding so you could get minnesota or okc in round 1 you could also get denver or the clippers yeah and, not great you know, you know if like if they're the 8 seed and all of a sudden you're playing denver in round 1 like that's the conference finals rematch out out the gate and and I would pick Denver in that series. Yeah, so I think, yeah. uh, I think for them, they should be aggressive. I like 
you're in the LeBron and AD business, you're trying to win a championship this season, not next season, not three seasons from now. It's about this season. So if you got to trade a first round pick, you got to add in a pick swap, whatever it is, you got to do it. And again, unless you're punting on the season and just going in a different direction this summer, uh, which I would be surprised by just because I think they like having LeBron. They, they like the attention that comes with it. They like competing for championships. So I don't see this team rebuilding. And if you're not going to rebuild, to me, you got to go all in. So yeah. we'll see. It's going to be an interesting eight days. And I do expect the Lakers to make a move. It's just a matter of magnitude. Is it a smaller move? Or are they just trying to plug a hole or two in the roster? Or are they remaking the starting lineup and, and really going for it? All right. Jovan Buha, The Athletic, and the Hoops Tonight pod here on The Volume. Thanks a lot, man. And uh, good luck getting some sleep ahead of the trade deadline. <laughs> Appreciate it, man. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., we dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.